0: But your breath is on there in Buffalo Shop.
1: Uh, yes, how dare you. This is a spotlight and it is episode 162 of the Weird Science Marvel Comics podcast. It's me, Jim, here to go through one book in this episode and that would be Daredevil, Daredevil 228, continuing the Born Again story line but first let me tell you where you can find us we're over on twitter at wsmarvelcomics we have a website weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com where we end up reviewing when there's new books the new books when there isn't the retro books and the other things right the retro books and the other things that's what we do around here we also have a Patreon account, patreon.com slash weirdscience, where we do a whole bunch of things, Marvel Comics, DC Comics. So if you want to support us and get a ton of shows, usually at least one show a day, if not more, I am recording this right now already having recorded a episode of my Marvels podcast the kurt busiak alex ross book i am almost done i was doing the penultimate issue on that today and also continued uh, my black widow podcast because this month on the patreon on the marvel side it is black widow month and i ended up doing part three of the name of the rose story with that and now i'm here to do this podcast so right there shows you they would be two things on the patreon and this so if you want some more stuff you want to support us encourage us to do even more and more stuff you know end up going over to patreon check it out if you check it out right now you'll end up being able to check things out for free until the first of the next month if you sign up now you will not be charged until the first of may if you don't like what you hear you just quit before may and then You never get charged You end up, it's no fuss, no muss You gave it a shot, that's all we ask But I am here to ask you You like that Daredevil, does you? Because I do And it's really, really good And Daredevil is a character If you've listened to the podcast since we started Daredevil is a character that was never on my radar at all I never really read a lot of Marvel before And Daredevil was just not a character that I end up, you know, being drawn to. And when we started the podcast, when we started the Marvel podcast, it was because I wanted to expand things. I wanted some different stories, having done a very long, sometimes 13 hour each episode, each week, DC Comics podcast. And I wanted to get some different stories, different things. So I wanted to get some Captain America. I wanted to get some Spider-Man. I wanted to get some, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy even. These were characters and teams, things like that, that I was wanting to do and why we started. But yet Chip Zdarsky made me a Daredevil fan. And from that and talking about it a lot on the podcast, people would say, well, you like Chip Zdarsky. He's fine enough, but he ain't no Frank Miller. Nobody's uh, Frank Miller. And you got to read Frank Miller's Daredevil, all those things. I I tell you that tons of people would tell me this. And again, doing all these podcasts and stuff like that, end up not having a lot of time to go back and read things and get into. So what I end up doing is you have to force it into being the work, right? So I don't have spare time to necessarily read a ton of other books, but if I make it part of the podcast, then I have to do it. And that's why we ended up doing this We ended up having a bunch of other things with Daredevil for the Patreon even, but for this regular show. While we're not getting new comics, I wanted to talk a little Daredevil and pick the Born Again story to start with, and it's awesome. It is so good. I mean, it is beyond just good. It is great, and I I am having a great and fun time uh, reading it. And now talking about it It is the issue called Purgatory It is Daredevil number 228 Purgatory It's written by Frank Miller Pencils by David Mazzicelli I just like saying it like that Colors and inks by David Mazzicelli And letters by Joe Rosen And edited just as an aside by Ralph Macchio Not the Karate Kid And if you remember the last issue ended With, with a little bit of an explosive cliffhanger, right? <laughs> Dynamite indeed, JJ. You ended up having Matt go home after his life is just being destroyed. It's being ripped apart as Kingpin knows his secret identity and has taken the time, taken months and months, six months, to set up this pretty much airtight destruction of Matt Murdock. In this issue, you even get the deal where, it's a, it's a really neat line where you have Frank Miller have through Kingpin thinking And it's more of a narrator telling you what Kingpin's thinking And says, you know, Matt Murdock, Daredevil, hasn't really done that much bad to the Kingpin He's been a nuisance, and I really like that to, You know, Almost like it, it ends up making the Kingpin so much of a worse guy So much more of a villain that I can only imagine If it was somebody, and just the idea that the Kingpin still just thinks of Daredevil and now Matt Murdock as just a nuisance, just, you know, a little fly that you swat away. But he's having so much fun ripping his life apart. And while he was doing this, you see a little more, a little more opens up where Kingpin, as he was doing this research and as he was meticulously planning this whole destruction, also was seeing that Matt Murdock was. A little mad before He was a little bit wacky He was a little bit crazy before And so he's having Glee Just destroying Just destroying his life Now you start off not with Matt Not with Kingpin You start off with Glory and Foggy And they are at Foggy's apartment This is the thing that is Driving Matt nuts again Even though Glory broke up with him And he hasn't been a good boyfriend anyway Well Foggy's trying to change a light and of course, you have glory. Ye, be careful now, foggy. Ye old light bulb. And he, he ends up—he ends up getting shocked. I think that he was just shocked uh, that all these ye's again. I mentioned it last ish episode. Oh my! And he ends up falling off the chair. He falls down. Luckily, glory was there, and this wasn't like a Michael Hutchins situation, if you know what I mean. But she, he falls. and huh, luckily, I landed on the padding. The best I have, he means his butt and he fell and and they're having a good time. This is almost like showing that, oh, look at this, you know, couple here. They're like an old couple already. Oh my, you know, she's making them do the media chores, you know, she's making them do these stupid things and then he's hurting himself on purpose so he doesn't do it. And it reminds me of my wife here where She'll tell me, hey, you got to change that light bulb. I will just fall off the, the stool and smash the light just so I don't ever have to do it again. That, that is my ploy. I've been married so long that really I, I just sit in this room now and people ignore me. That's, that's what Foggy wants. That's all. You. The phone rings and Glory goes over and answers. She's like, what? Yeah, "What? oh, no. And she starts crying and like, what's going on, Glory? What's going on? It's it's fu- it's Matt Foggy, and he didn't make a sense. That's how it's, he says it. It makes me laugh. I love the dialogue in this issue makes me laugh so much, and all the fun that I have with Gloria and her yees and her. It didn't make a sense. <laughs> when you end up getting to the guy who Kington has going around and, and watching Matt go through his day. That guy, it's classic. He is a solid gold. The, the he is, and if you, he's Don King, almost where he's making up words. We'll get to that though. I just, I'm telling you, I'm so excited to read the dialogue. I may not be able to contain myself. You go to Matt, who is in a hotel, motel, Holiday Inn. He he's there, and everything is just wrecked. It's it's just a mess. You have rats. He even says, "I smell rat hair." So disgusting but he is at the end of his rope he had ten dollars had to pay eight to get this room He can't really sleep very well it's a piece of crap room And, and he also is going insane He is going completely insane but says as he's laying here you're not getting fully the insanity yet Because he's trying to figure out things he's trying to make what happened and Yeah, he says, I I can kind of remember things going wrong. Like these past months and days and and all this, things started happening, little things at first that usually, you know, I I see coming, but I kind of, well, that's not that bad. And it just shows you how the Kingpin set this up and how now Matt trying to think back, this is still, it's all part of Kingpin's plan. He has made this so he wants him to see a little. So when he thinks back, I could have stopped it then. And then a little more like, are these connected? Like that happened and then that happened. Then it's getting bigger and bigger. And yeah, then you get the ideas. oh my God, I, I don't have electricity. Wait a minute. My phone, my phone is turned off. And then wait a minute. My, my apartment got blown up. I mean, I think there's something wrong here. I, I think that my life is being targeted by somebody. And he starts to blame everybody. It's foggy. I know it is it's it's the cops oh man it's the Avengers like he's probably just blaming it. it's Jim I know that that stupid podcast I'll get him and then he has to keep pulling himself back no 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 it's the kingpin I, it's kingpin whatever's going on it's kingpin I have to I have to remember that he bribed and threatened people he got my identity he did this come on just stay focused we have to get the kingpin And and you know I could go and I could go right there walk right up to him and kill him I'll just kill him dead Uh, Maybe I won't kill him. I mean, I can't really do that. But, you know, I'll just beat him until he gives me my life back. And and then everything will be fine. And I'm pretty tired. I'm going back to bed and falls back asleep. And the way that the progression is you're seeing, you know, close up his fist kind of against his face. Then it pulls out a little. You see his, his face, but his eyes are in shadow. And you can barely see him. And he's grabbing his hair. Then you pull out and say, but one of the best things about this scene, as he's doing this and he's he's getting so angry, he's going to go do something. He's going to be a man of action. You see the door. Then it gets close up to the doorknob. You know, waiting for his hand, the next panel to turn it and go, which he never does. He goes back to bed. He, he's now me. He's tired. I'm always tired. And as this is going on, then you see Kingpin. He's the lord of crime. He is there. He is looking out on New York City. The world is his oyster He's a humongous man I like here when I'm looking at it When I first saw it And you end up having a shadow on the floor From his shoes And going back I thought he was on roller skates I thought that was a really odd choice for Kingpin But hey, he could do what he wants He's not on roller skates It is just a reflection But hey Uh, Yeah, and he's saying you know, He's a guy who has put together This city New York City depends on the kingpin, and not just depends on the kingpin on doing his good things, but also his bad. His, you know, organized crime is now set up in a way that helps the city overall. There's no warring factions. Everything's business. And even the thing, the thieves, the extortionists, the murders, all at his command, that is what's making the City And also what has inspired because I think that at this point, Kingpin is a guy. He needs inspiration. He is the Tom Brady of the Marvel Universe here where he needs something new challenge. He needs to. So going to Tampa Bay that reinvigorates him kingpin messing with matt murdoch is giving him a reason to wake up in the morning he is enjoying himself he is now everything smells a little better his cigar tastes a little better as he's going and he thinks about it and this is where i said at the beginning as daredevil murdoch had cost him little but hounded him annoyed him as a fly would and it's a really good way of showing You know, we think of Daredevil as the be all end. Oh, man, you know, Daredevil, he takes the kingpin on. He's going to do that. Uh, But the kingpin doesn't even think of that now. Now, he might be thinking it in a little bit of a, you know, rosy, red rose deal of the thing because of the idea that he has Matt, you know, pretty much under his thumb and things. But he's like now with all the joy of a malicious child, the kingpin tortures the fly. And So you go down, it's a little bit of a bag and a little bit of recap to get you up to speed of what has happened He got his identity, then he shattered Murdoch's life beyond hope and reconstruction Says he only needed to do a couple really short phone calls, call up, yeah, do this, 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 boom And he said that would have been the end if not for the sweet discovery What I said at the beginning that Mat- Matthew Murdoch is a man on the edge That even before his ruin He was nearly mad where Murdoch tied to a rack slowly, torn limb from limb, begging for mercy. The spectacle could be no more pleasurable to behold. The kingpin looks at his city and thinks of how wonderful it is to be alive. And so once he realized, okay, well, Matt Murdoch, it's like that's the next challenge, not just ruin the man's life. But drive him completely insane. Drive him to a point where he will do things that he never would do. This is a hero. This is Daredevil. And what Kingpin seems to want to do is to completely destroy everything about him, including his moral center, his everything. And boy, he is happy about it. You have Matt again get up and he's like. Alright, and he even says because he ends up Having his, you know, hypersenses He hears some guy playing a radio He says, you know, he's playing a radio The big kind, it's one of them boom boxes I had a, I had a kick-ass Boom box when I was a kid And I thought it was like the, the best thing When I ended up getting this Because it had two tape decks I mean, really, I was the kingpin then Doing that, going around, listening to Run DMC You end up where Matt wakes up And he is going to Take care of things, but first He needs to eat. He needs to get a little bite to eat. He can go and spend $2 that he has left. That's all he has left. He's going to spend his $2 to go and get a breakfast. He's going to probably get like the egg McMuffins. And that egg McMuffin, besides giving me tremendous gas, it will set me a little smile. And I, I guess I like so I am there. OK, so he's going to do that. And then he's going to hit the gym. Oh, wait, I can't. My my apartment blew up and I won't hit that sound effect. Yeah, the kingpin blew it up. Maybe I'll hit the kingpin. All right. And he starts going with that. Yeah, he'd make a good punching bag. And he starts rambling again. He starts to go insane again. Yeah, maybe I'll get that and I'll punch him. And he's fat enough. All right. This is a point where he's getting his hand does hit the doorknob, but that's it. He goes back to bed and has a dream of himself killing the kingpin. And it's it's the kind of the juxtaposition of how the scene looks and what he's saying. He's like, yeah, you know, I walked uh, up to the kingpin. I went up there and the kingpin, I punched him a little and he begged me for mercy and then said, hey, listen, I'll get your life back. That'll be awesome. And then, I end up saying everybody knows that I beat up the kingpin. They have a parade for me. Everybody loves me. And it looks like in this dream that the kingpin is a bloody mess, dead, uh, with blood just coming from Matt's fist and things. But, yeah, he fell asleep again. you ain't going to get anything done. Uh, You end up where he wakes up and he says, okay. I gotta, I gotta get to this phone here. I'm just going to call the, the operator and get the time. This is funny with, if you are younger, you would not know that you could do this at some point where you could call and, and get the time. Uh, and so he gets up and I'm not going to call foggy though, you know, or Gloria. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to call the operator, get the time. And he calls, well, then you see that he's calling, he's calling foggy's apartment. And Glory answers again. And the funny thing about this is is through this whole thing, every time Glory answers, she freaks out, starts crying, and Foggy's like, let me speak. Why aren't you answering your phone, Foggy? Answer your own phone. That's what's going on. Every time. Let me. All the other times, she goes and grabs the mats hung up. Oh, man, missed it. No, you answer the phone for once. But she hands the phone to foggy and she even says don't say such things matt please let me listen glory let me talk to him hello hello he hung up again (laughs) i'm like really what is this young lust by pink floyd with i don't know why she's hanging up all this time i think there's somebody there with it this whole thing up foggy please you're a smart man answer the phone next time Ah, Matt, he is gone insane though he wasn't calling the operator for the time and whatever he said was not very nice before foggy got on Uh, But he now is in full paranoid mode. He's in full just insanity where he hears steps coming up, footsteps up the hallway. And he has the hypersenses. And Frank Miller really plays that well. Okay, coming this way, coming closer, breathing, uh, mouth breathing from a a big fat guy. All right, that's good. And so when he ends up ready and he's ready to pounce thinking maybe it's Kingpin. I don't know Kingpin would slum it down in that area. But even somebody from Kingpin, when he opens the door, It's the poor guy who's renting the room Now, really, I say poor guy But even as this door goes open And Matt attacks him You gotta see the rat Between Matt's legs on the floor This guy, yeah, $8 a night Not much, but please At least get rid of the rats, really And so Matt just chokes him out and, And I'm telling you Chokes him out, go to sleep And lays him down as he passes out But Matt's saying like all right, you know, this guy's really good. This guy, Kingpin has hired somebody to do this. He sounds and smells just like the kind of phlegmy cigar-smoking pig who'd run a dive like this, but he does. And all right, yeah, Dribble spit on me. He's pretending to faint. Oh, my, this guy really plays it up. This guy must have went to Juilliard, lays him down and goes. And then Matt says, you know, no point in question. Him. I know who sent him. It was the Kingpin. And goes off, this guy is going to wake up like, what the hell happened? Uh, because and he was only there knocking and saying it's that the time has come. It's noon. You got to get out. Eight bucks or go. And so Matt chokes Mountain Leaves, pretty much convinced that this was a guy in disguise who was sent by the kingpin. Uh, so you go back then to Kingpin who is working out, and he he is a, just a behemoth of a man. And yeah, he's a big man. He might be. A bit fat, he's also very strong I mean, what he is doing here in the weight room Is incredible But what is better is My favorite guy that I said before While he is working out He is getting the play-by-play Of the day of Matt Murdock This is where you see Not even subtly, it's pretty much right in your face The idea that Kingpin It's not enough to ruin Matt's life It's not enough to just sit there And look out on the New York landscape You know, the skies. And say, all right, I really did it. I'm great. He wants to just hear the play-by-play of what happens with Matt. How he goes insane. What is happening. But the best is this guy who is going to give him the play-by-play. Who is a Don King-esque guy. Because he just makes up words. I like his checkered suit, too. His, his coat. And he. it's not enough to say... You know, hey, you know, there, Matt was pretty mad. You know, he's, no, it's, hey, you know, I followed him up there to the D train, and he was like a man repossessed. I'm like, oh, here we go. This is the best thing. I myself gained admittance to the very same subway car as Murdoch, there to observe him, to be in a state of extreme aggregation. And, and while this is going on, you, you just have, he's just going. He doesn't correct him or anything. It's just, he, it's such a great where he's like, and then we proceed without incitement to the Pennsylvania station stop. Kim can like, all right, keep going. I like the way you tell a story. You, You know, you really paint a picture here. And he's like, okay, then you get the three Utes who board, brandishing 9 millimeter handguns of the street variety, loudly declaiming their intention of depraving the passengers of their personal effects. And it's so good. And then you go to the scene. At, at all this point, he's talking to Kingpin, but you go to the scene with the continuing narration where an elderly guy gets up and attempts a frantic disembarkation. And one of the youths administers him a reprimand that is of the physical nature. And all this time, Matt is just sitting there. He knows what's going on, and you end up having Kingpin. Murdoch does nothing, nothing, boss, as the minute, and now I describe it. And then he just keeps going with this stuff, and, you know, he's going to cost them. And you end up having these kids, you know, everybody, we got these bags, everybody put your valuables in. Do all that. and It'll be fine. Do you know that? Well, you do see, too. You have to remember that this guy is also on the train. He is watching this. He's kind of across from him as this happens. And you even have this one guy grab the necklace, pearl necklace, from the lady next to Matt. Just grabs it. And he's like, you know, he didn't do anything. No, Murdoch seems unappreciative as to the communal predicaments. And so he's just there until this punk Ends up putting the gun right to Matt's face And then he says It is not until he himself faces the business end Of one of the afore described firearms That Murdoch manifests combat acumen Of startling proportion And leave us say his response is extreme And yeah he ends up just beating the crap Out of all of them And, And Kingpin says I want every detail And so he ends up saying you know He ends up disarming the the guy with the gun throws that almost hits this guy who's writing all these notes there as it goes and yeah he's like uh suffice to say the youth suffers damage of a structural nature to his wrist and then he just beats the crap out of the guy ribs kicks him in the face he says he hears something pop his jaw pops like a coke bottle bursting and then he says as for the second youth his attempt to withstand murdoch's assault is interrupted by the sudden rearrangement of his spine. He ends up giving him the deal. Now, there is one other person left who does fire at Matt, but you end up having Matt, of course. Like I said, he's a man repossessed. He ends up just smashing. And the art here is so good where he ends up punching the guy up with a like a right cross then or left cross and then, boom, hits again. And you're seeing the two from behind Matt well then you pull out outside the train car where Matt hits the the last time and the head just hits the the window of the train deal and ends up just blood shatters the window all that well with that you end up having the police arrive because the he the guy says as he's picking his ear with the pencil that he's holding and and Kingpin's still just working out He's like, hence, hence with the train comes to a stop at 42nd Street. The doors open and Murdoch whirls at a shouted command and Kingpin. All right, this is lovely. He goes, lovely, lovely. The command of the constabulative variety and in comes the police. Matt attacks the police and ends up just boom and says, ferocious, stupid, every man his enemy. And Kingpin's done. He's got his towel around. He's like, you know what? You are a blessed man. You uh, you also have a way with words, my friend. I mean, you are the best. You're the great. But I envy you. You're, you're a blessed man. You actually got to witness the death of a noble man. You just witnessed a great man just go and just fall. A fallen angel he is. And he says the pleasure of his coming attack will be nothing compared to this. And then the guy goes, hey, you think he's coming here? And Kingpin just smiles. I know it. And and he's right Well before that happens though We do end up having Matt go And he's going to try to decide If he should do this he, It's going through his head And he kindly finally comes to It seems to his senses To call Foggy Foggy actually seems to answer the phone For once Glory doesn't And he's going to discuss this with Foggy You know his best friend And he's going to kind of get it. He's like, Foggy, it's Matt. Don't hang up. I need your help. I think I'm sick. Something's wrong. It's something with my mind. I just beat up a cop. I know. Yeah. What? The Kingpin doing? Yeah. And you think the cop was working for the Kingpin? Like, you really think so? Are you sure? You, You think everybody's working for Kingpin? Like, I could just beat up or kill anybody because they're working for Kingpin? And you're sitting there like... What are you saying to him, Foggy? I mean, really, what are you going with? I think he hit his head, not his butt, when he fell off that stool trying to put in that light bulb. And he's like, okay, well, maybe the cop, but there's something wrong with me, Foggy. I, what? What If I go there, I'll try to kill Kingpin, though. Uh, but, okay, okay, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'm going to go get Kingpin. Thanks, Foggy. And then doesn't hang up, just throws the phone down. It is a pay phone. And then as the phone, you can tell, you know, it would be swinging. As he's walking away, you hear, At the tone, the time will be 10.32. He was talking to himself. This is such a great scene. It is four panels, and just the idea of him admitting to Foggy that he's sick. Foggy seemingly convincing him, No, 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 everybody is on the Kingpin's payroll. Everybody is after you, buddy. Go get Kingpin. Just get him and finish this. And then you realize he wasn't talking too Foggy at all there And it, it's it's the reverse of before When he gets up and he says I'm going to call the Operator see what the time is And ended up calling Foggy's, Even though Glory answered but this is the Okay I'm going to call Foggy I need Foggy calls the operator For the time and then just goes through A rambling thing about Going and getting convinced by Nobody getting convinced By the recording of the time To go and kill Kingpin it's so such it's great and it, it really shows you he he's beyond unhinged he he's he's off uh you go then down to old mexico south of the border mexico way is where we go to see pretty much the real villain of all of this karen page who ends up you know she ends up selling matt's name for a shot in the arm a little heroin and uh she realizes because she nearly escaped or barely escaped getting murdered by the Kingpin's men who came down because he did say he wants everybody who touched that envelope with Matt Murdoch is Daredevil. they all have to die, and she ended up getting away. She's trying to get a hold of Matt, and he even had that last issue where she's like i you know i I betrayed the man I'm awful, but the only name that comes the only one who's ever helped me, Matt Murdoch, and she goes to call him, and I don't know it's one of those i I can't say that I'm sitting there thinking, like, he better not, I know he's not going to answer, but I don't know that I really, you know, I I can't say that I'm mad at her, but I am. But I don't want her to die, I guess. I don't know. It's a weird thing with her. I, I want her to get some comeuppance for what she did, but she is sick. She is an addict, and she needs somebody, and never had anybody but Matt. So I don't know. I'm conflicted with her, but she's trying to get a hold of Matt, Finds out, you know, and it's funny, too, she doesn't make any connection, which she wouldn't, but what? His number's disconnected? Can you check that? What? It'd be funny. The operator's just like, listen, lady, his apartment got blown up, but she says he would never move. He would never get rid of, you know, he loved his, his brownstone, his brownstone that's now a charred black stone in rubble done And she's like, oh, and and through this, then she sees the guys who are coming to get her. And then as it continues, she is trying to get away. And she just basically ends up thinking, I've got to get to New York. Matt Murdock is in New York, whether or not they say that his phone's disconnected or whatever. He's in New York. I got to get to him. And she's going to go off. But through all that, you have Ben Urich, who is on the story and wants to pretty much tell the story and investigate and says to OJ Jonah Jameson there at the bugle That Matt Murdock is a straight man He is nothing sexy there Just he is on the straight narrow He is a guy who would never do What they're saying he's been set up by the kingpin Right away Ben's like it's kingpin and, you know, he, him and Matt are the only ones. Who, and J. Jones, whoa, the Kingpin, want anything to do with a blind lawyer? I'm like, oh, you know, the, the ID, and whatever. But you have all this going on that Ben wants to investigate, wants to figure it out, and ends up, you know, being a pretty big part of uh, Daredevil and Matt Murdock's life, too. So you end up having the old Matt Murdock show up at the Kingpin's residence as his business, and he's let in. And in a really cool, just one little line where his secretary, oh, come on right in, Mr. Murdoch. Mr. Fist is is expecting you. And I just wonder if this lady has any idea of what this means or if it's just like, yeah, if uh, Matt Murdoch comes in, just send him right up. You know, uh, yeah, we got a business uh, thing to take care of. You know, we're going to hash some things out. Uh, And she's like, oh, just come in. Come into your death, Mr. Murdoch. And he's there, he has his walking stick going, which pretty much ends up being a club as they fight. But yeah, as that goes on, you go back to Glory and Foggy, who now are sitting there wishing and hoping that Matt would call. And it's one of those things that this has happened to a lot of people. Glory ends up saying, you know, ye, it's like ye in Ireland when you have the bombs and you you wait for the gun. But everybody's had this thing where you're waiting for any sort of call. Or And it's not coming And it's not, it's one that, a call that you don't want to get But the longer you're not getting it It's making you even more upset You're more worried about something And uh, it's done very well, very quickly And man ain't calling nobody Because he is going to see Kingpin walks in to his office And they just start fighting There isn't even an introduction They just start going Yeah, Kingpin, he looks like a sumo wrestler. And at first, I'll say, Matt is giving it to Kingpin. He ends up looking like he broke his nose, smashes the the club over Kingpin's face, all these things going on. I'll also tell you that Kingpin looks like he's having the time of his life. While this is intercut with old uh, Karen in Mexico saying she's going to get back to New York any way she can. Well, as this is going on, you're almost getting the idea of, well... Ain't gonna be nobody to get back to uh, Because Kingpin ends up You know it, it almost seems like he's letting Matt get some shots in And then just alright this is done Grabs Matt just punches him a couple times And then boom boom just knocks him out And he is out in just A blaze of red You, you see and so through Then you have narration in the scene Where it cuts to A taxi cab That looks like it has been driven off a pier and crashed in the bay. And that's exactly what happened. And what you ended up doing is Kingpin says, I, you know, in his narration, he could have killed him. He could have just, boom, he's dead. There you go. Well, of course, bad guys don't do that in comics or, or movies. You, you know, you want to have it. You want to savor this. So they end up with this whole deal where, and he does say. If I do kill him here, that could cause me some trouble. I don't need trouble. Kingpin's a smart guy. He figures things out, except in the Chips Zdarsky deal where he's in the bathroom killing people, at, you know, at the Stromwins. But they, even so, you end up here with the old taxi there because Matt's in there and they ended up the poor taxi driver that had this taxi. Just it's like that random deal. And maybe this is what's happening when you end up having these unsolved crimes and mysteries that are on all these true crime podcasts. What it really is, is the kingpin killing people because they end up going and grabbing this guy who's just he's just driving his cab. He's just trying to make a living. They beat him to death with Matt's club. Then they get Matt. Now, that guy's dead. You know, his family, they'll never know the real truth of what happened, because then they get Matt. And he's unconscious, they put him in the cab, they pour whiskey all over him, they throw whiskey bottles there and then drive it right off the pier. And in the meantime, they've also corroded the door and the seatbelt with a chemical that's going to look like it is rust by the time he is found. So when they go and look, it's like, okay, well, he just crashed. Why didn't he get out? Well, I don't know. But right now, because it's underwater over this amount of time, it's already starting to rust. But it is sealed, so he can't get out. But what happened is Matt ends up waking up. But this is where Kingpin, when he's talking, he's like, Okay, he's got to wait now. They have to find this cab. He can't be the one to call it in. He can't, Hey, uh, I, I heard some cab go into the water. I don't know. Who are you, sir? Uh, just a concerned citizen hangs up. No, they, he has to wait. Finally, they do find the cab. They do find it. And this is where You know, can savoring it Finally, I'm going to get the word They pull the cab up, it's Matt Murdock He's dead, he killed the taxi driver All this, boom This whole deal is over And it's pretty much his symphony His symphony of destruction That he's done The problem is when they get the cab, Matt's not there He's not in the cab They go through what happened When they pull the cab up and investigate And you see Matt and his eyes open uh, Underwater to get out As Kingpin sitting there, and it was that, okay, well, it looked like they smashed the windshield, then ended up getting a shard of the glass from that, and cut the seatbelt, and then got and even says like this stuff it is it would have taken a hideous amount of effort, even, and there is no corpse, and you have this being given to Kingpin, he's seeing all the evidence here. He has an evidence file. He has the police reports. All of this of, you know, there's the picture of the cab with the windshield smashed in. There's the severed seatbelt. Yeah, you know, all this, and there's no corpse. So that is again, this does not give Kingpin the ending that he wanted. This was supposed to be, the you know, the finale. Of this whole work of art This was going to be the encore Even where he said Okay Matt Murdock did this is great Let's get on with this I don't have to be obsessed Anymore but there's no corpse And it says that the, there's no corpse And then you see Kingpin's eyes Close up next panel there is no corpse And now he's standing looking Out at the skyline again the New York City skyline as he was before All happy everything Bright himself oh, it's I I love getting up in the morning now. Well, now it looks like it's dark at night. Everything is faded and then just says again, there is no corpse. And now he's mad again. Now he is triggered and he is going to be pissed. And you see the next deal with next pariah. But you do see Matt dripping wet, going into an alleyway. And yeah, we go into the next issue. The next issue has a lot of big things happen. A lot of big things happen with Matt. And his personal life and things like that So I can't wait to get to it But this one again, this is a 10 out of 10 It it really is I I really can't find anything wrong with this story at all So far, just the the breaking down of Matt and Kingpin Just loving doing this And then pretty much using this as a game at points And then at the end, he, he didn't win and so the game goes on and now you gotta, you know, it ups the ante and all this stuff, but it's, it, it is really good. It's really good. Yeah. I just, I, I want Foggy and Gloria just sitting there looking at the phone the whole time. And then that, that guy who did the report, I need him to start doing reviews on our site. I just, that was the fantabulous version of the meticulously done. All this, stuff. he is so good. But yeah, everybody, thanks for all of this. Thanks. Thanks for all of this. Thanks for listening to me go on and on about all of this. And remember, we have a website, Weird Science, D-O- Weird Science Marvel Comics.com. I don't know. It's getting late. I, I should just cut it now. We also have a Twitter, WS Marvel Comics, and we have a Patreon. It is patreon.com slash Weird Science. And a lot of the stuff on the Patreon is stuff like this. Older issues that I go through, Brandon goes through. If you're listening on the DC podcast, me and Eric go through some things together on that. But a lot of stuff that I do on my own, I'm starting to enjoy that uh, way more than I used to. It used to be something that I dreaded, but you know, you end up doing things more and more and then you start to like it or you stop doing it. That's what I say. Usually I stop doing it, but I'm not being lazy here. But like I said, there is a lot of things that we have going on on our patreon account and if i could pull it up right now i was actually going to tell you because i'm going to start doing things each day and i don't know if this will intrigue you but i'll go through this if you do go on to the patreon starting next week and then going on to the future from whenever uh manga monday i have where i talk about a manga Or an anime as well That's one of the theme days We have a two for Tuesday On Tuesday I will be doing a show Where I catch up on a Marvel DC Or indie book Two books on each podcast Something like I've been doing As a daily show that I end up figuring I'll continue on with that On Wednesdays we have the terrible Horrible No Good Very Bad Wednesday Where we have certain podcasts, we have a podcast that's based on villains, just a story about a villain, we go through that issue and stuff We have a good bad podcast where I talk about an issue that's so bad it's good I've been doing Batman Odyssey by Neil Adams for a while now, so I'll figure that out or finish that Slam Bradley podcast where it's the Detective Comics Slam Bradley stories before Batman shows up in Detective Comics number 27 And Slam Bradley is not a good guy He is a man of his time But he ain't a good guy And also the Why Though podcast Which is something that Brandon just started out Where it's crazy things What he did this past week was Did the Punisher M&M issue Talked about that And basically the the, the thing of that podcast Is like why did they do these issues uh, Throwback Thursday Where we talk about Older Issues, a Back Issues podcast, the Marvel event podcast where I'll be finishing this month. I'll be finishing the original Clone Saga from Spider-Man. We have a new 52 review show that we have at the DC side and a Silver Age podcast where I go through a Silver Age issue. And, you know, there's some goofiness there. And then Casual Friday is just anything else, including I have a comic cartoon show. I have a show that I have with my wife. I have a history show called f Up History And then anything else that pops up But hopefully that didn't confuse people And get everybody upset But I just wanted to show Just right there each day You get at least those podcasts And then even more on top of it Including a Marvel uh, Spotlight Where me and Brandon talk about two books Every Wednesday night We have just a bunch of stuff So hey, just give it a shot please. It'd be great. And if you like it, you like it. If you don't, that's fine. At least you give it a shot. And I know. And if you don't like it, let me know why. And maybe I can change some things, make it better. But thanks, everybody. I'm going to start uh, going to bed now. I, I was just going to say I'm going to stop rambling. I say start. I don't know what I'm saying. All right. I'm going to get out of here. Thanks, everybody. I'm going to be doing the next episode will be the end of the Days of Future Past, the Uncanny X-Men story. Then I will have my X-Men recap this coming weekend. And then we will have the regular show, which I think for now in the near future we're going to have on Tuesday to kind of fit all these things in as well. So hopefully you will enjoy all those, and I'll talk to you later.
0: Welcome to Sexy Time with a Coffee Hunter. Today, you'll be hearing a scene from Daredevil issue number 610, from 2018. Electra, in my life, I'm lucky to have loved, but I've never been lucky, in love. That goes double for anyone who's ever had the misfortune to love me. But Electra, if anyone understands what it means to be with me, it's her. She paid the price. The ultimate price. And yet, she came back. She's here. I should know better. There's a reason we aren't together. Why we could never make it work. But right now, I can't remember what it is. Nor do I particularly care. A sound that I'm awake. In all the world. No one sleeps lighter than Matt Murdock. electra has gone. All she left me was her scent. Evergreen and blood in the air before a storm.